Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. So here we are, another fantastic uh, time together, an episode of the Misfit Messengers podcast. Um, I don't know, I'm feeling a little bit tired today, so didn't have that, you know, usually I'm very energetic when I start these things. Maybe I need to get some caffeine in my system. I mean, maybe. I think I just need the sun. It's been really rainy here. Oh. Which I do love. I've, I've talked about my favorite weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make me just, you know, like to stare out the window and wait for my husband to return from sea, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> on the moors and all those <laughs> melancholy feelings. Um, my husband's not really at sea, but you know, you know, the feeling cardigan around you, the breeze coming in. Yeah. We have a life. Yeah. Are you anyway. Scottish or something now? Yeah. On yeah. The that's, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. But thinking, uh, maybe for my energy levels, I could use some, 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 some vitamin D. Fair. It's super sunny here. It rained all day yesterday, like all okay. day. Uh, and so yesterday definitely wanted to just. You know, on super rainy days, you just want to curl up with a, maybe a nice hot cup of tea or hot chocolate, a good fuzzy blanket, and a book. Yeah. And then generally you fall asleep in the book. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. Depending on the time. Get some like calming it. Earl Grey. Wait, is that calming? I don't even like Earl Grey. I don't know. What what tea or what tea are you drinking nowadays? I drink a vanilla Camaro black tea nice yeah it sounds all fancy what yeah that sounds calming it is super calming it's very mellow it's very great flavor great smell but very calming no caffeine just kind of see see i'm over here like getting triple shot espressos and (laughs) just pump me up let's go (laughs) pump you up that's right and then i wonder why i have heart heart palpitations (laughs) <laughs> yes, maybe there's a, there's a connection a limit <laughs> the anyway moving right along to uh what we we're going to talk about today so we've been chatting as we do and, and kind of reminiscing and thinking okay what's next and as we were talking just based on kind of what's happening in our own lives and what we're studying and reading based based on uh, kind of requirements for some for, for amanda i don't have any requirements right now i'm just reading to my heart's content But we came to a conclusion to talk about Psalm 73 today. And this is one of my favorite Psalms. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it is because it it talks about what the world looks like in reality. And that oftentimes the people that don't follow God, the people who are maybe even a little bit evil or a lot bit evil in their hearts, tend to seem like the ones that prosper. And so, friends, if you think about the Psalms, there are Psalms for every every emotion under the sun. Uh, there's Psalms that where the people are angry at God. There's Psalms where they're frustrated at his you know, lack of doing something. Or it feels like God is just waiting forever to move. There's Psalms with joy and celebration. There's Psalms with sorrow. There's Psalms with all sorts of human emotions. And so 
if you're struggling through something right now, whatever that looks like, read through the Psalms because chances are really good that you're going to find a Psalm that you resonate with that can help you kind of work through those feelings and work through those emotions uh, so that you can get to the other side. And so for me, Psalm 73, I don't even remember exactly the context of when I kind of got introduced to this Psalm specifically as a Psalm, when you get frustrated, when you look at the world. And I don't know about anybody else, but I look at the news right now. I look at the world right now and I get very frustrated about the direction the world is going, right? Politics Mm -hmm. aside, uh, you know, what you view on different sides of fences of things. I don't even, I'm not even talking necessarily about that. I'm just saying the world in general. Well, I don't think anybody on any, even political side will say, oh, things are great. We're we're very content. Yeah. All is well with the world. I don't know what you're talking about. Life is a bowl of peaches. I don't know. But the Psalm of of Asaph here in Psalm 73 is so wonderful. So I'm going to actually read through it in, in its entirety. It's not super long. It's 28 verses. And then we'll chat about it. So this is what Psalm 73 says. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and speak with malice. With arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, how would God know? Does the Most High know anything? This is what the wicked are like. Always carefree, free of care. They go on amassing wealth. Surely in vain, I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long, I have been afflicted and every morning brings new punishments. If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. And when I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved, my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge, and I will tell of all your deeds. Okay. There you go. So in this psalm, Asaph makes clear that there was a time in his life when he was kind of looking at the at the wealthy and those who despised God 
and said, you know, they seem to have all their lives put together. They seem to have everything working for them. They're healthy. They're wealthy. They seem to be prospering. What? Why am I even making efforts to follow God if those who don't follow God seem to be doing so well? And yet he comes to a very important conclusion. Talks about when I under tried to understand this, it troubled me deeply until I entered the sanctuary of God. And then I mm. understood their final destiny. The thing is, this earth life, this time on earth, is just a portion of our full lives, right? Oh, yeah. So while it would be nice to have a very comfortable life, to have a very prosperous life, to have a very um, everything goes well and it's peaches and cream kind of a thing, this isn't the end. Right. Yeah. Put it in, putting it in perspective. And I, and I love again that, yeah, going in that the verse seven or verse 17 till I, so, or sorry, even 15, you know, um, I'm trying to understand this. Right. Yeah. Um, and it really troubled me deeply. And, and, and I think the thing is sometimes that's kind of where I stay. Yeah. You know, I, um, I see these things and I'm like, oh, won't somebody do something? You know, it reminds me of, of uh, that church lady in The Simpsons. Well, somebody think of the children. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, but, but but I mean, we we get that way. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's a shame. Oh, yeah. I wish somebody would do something, you know, and it, and it troubled and saying, man, who who can live like this? But then our psalmist tells us, you know, and and I was in that space. Mm -hmm. Um you know, downcast, um, dejected, and envying the arrogant. So yeah. not even saying, um, you know, oh, it's a shame that they have that, but why do they have it and I don't, right? right. Um, why does it seem like all of these people who hate God are just, things are going well, and, and for me, it was trying to serve God. It's just not until I entered the sanctuary. And I understood their destiny, you know, and, and I think, again, that's that, um, that perspective, that holy perspective of, of life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, an eternal perspective. Um, I don't remember where it is in scripture, but these light and momentary troubles, right? Mm -hmm. Um, this, in this world, you will have trouble, but fear not. I have overcome the world. That's Jesus speaking in, mm -hmm. in John's gospel. Um, the fact is that this earth, this life on earth will bring us grief. It will bring us trouble, sorrow, um, potentially to lead, lead us into bitterness if we allow it. Yeah, and this bitterness, and he's saying, you know what, though? When my heart was grieved and my spirit got bitter, then I became senseless and ignorant, and I was a brute beast before you. So yep. saying and that about it starts out with that those people, mm -hmm. but saying you know when I, I <laughs> I'm doing the same thing, right? I'm 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 partaking in this bit, you know, just bitterness, and I was a beast, brute beast before you when I'm when I was in that state, but 
even while I'm there, mm -hmm. God's with us. Yep. And he holds us by the hand and gives us counsel. Mm -hmm. Um. So I was sharing a little bit with uh, with with you, Jenny, before this, and I uh, about um, just someone, you know, that I've uh, been getting to know, um, who who had um, just kind of a, a a couple of steps backwards in their um, emotional health and end up having an outburst, and um, they started to talk about, um, you know, I'm just going to go back to the way I was. Yeah. Right. Yep. Forget this stuff. Forget this God stuff. I'm just going to go back to who I was. I'm going to go back to doing the things I'm doing, right? And being able to sit with him and say, okay, what would that look like? Right. Oh, let, let's, let's, look, let's look at it, right? Um, what would that mean for you? Oh, well, you know, I'd probably be back on drugs and I'd probably lose my house and my mom wouldn't talk to me anymore. And yep, yep, you know. So let's de-escalate <laughs> from our right of feeling and, and think God is, God is still here. Mm -hmm. And his counsel is not, is not telling you to go back or to leave or to be done with it. Right. Mm -hmm. But to make our growth in him, our desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, my flesh and my heart fail but god is the strength of my heart mm -hmm. my portion forever mm -hmm. i mean i've asked me it's good to be near god i've made the lord my refuge and i'm gonna testify about it or i'll tell of your deeds right mm -hmm. now i was having a, a very good conversation uh just today just earlier today um with somebody who has has made strives forward mm -hmm. in life and God has been there every step of the way. And, you know, he, he was talking about, you know, when he has come to places in his life that, um, you know, those walls maybe in his life that mm -hmm. he didn't always get through it. Right. He sometimes stumbled and fell mm -hmm. and how he wondered, you know, had, had I sought the Lord during those times, how would my life have been different? Right. Mm, because yeah. as we think about this, when my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant as a brute beast before you um, can be a place that we stay if we're not careful. Right. Can be a, that's why community is so important, because he was talking about the fact that he didn't really have community. Then he didn't yeah. have a church family. His mother had passed away and he didn't really have you know, anybody he could talk to through those times. And so he ended up, you know, kind of using again. And mm. those are the things that if we have good, solid church family who that we can be vulnerable with, that we can be intimate with um, in a spiritual sense, please don't take that anywhere yeah. different than that. But in a sense of sharing each other's burdens and yeah. stories and holding them precious. Mm where it's it's not not pearls thrown to swine right that we understand the beauty and the and the generosity of someone sharing pearls with you mm -hmm. those have value and they're precious and and it's not something that i you know we just share willy-nilly 
but that we have very specifically shared for a moment. And then we can help each other when we're brute beasts, right? Yeah. Help each other yeah. when, when we're senseless and ignorant and being foolish because we've yeah. shared <laughs> vulnerabilities with one another and we can help one another through those. Yeah, and sometimes that wise counsel from the Lord is through another person. Right. Absolutely. Right? And, and I love at the end, it says, I will tell of your deeds. Right. And what, yeah. and what that, what that tells me is like, he, this writer is going to take that thing that, that season of saying, you know what? I used to be all wrapped up in that and it made me really bitter and angry, but I yep. sought solace in the Lord. So now let me tell you about that. Right. So yeah. that you have, right. You have a tool. When you, when you start to feel down and we go through seasons, right? I mean, this isn't a, I used to, you know, I used to struggle with this, but I don't anymore, you know, I mean, maybe right. to a lesser degree, but this is one of those things that come back, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Discouragement uh, is uh, secular, right? Right. It comes back. Yeah. Um, but when it comes back, we know now, oh, I, used to seek solace in entertainment and food and relationships and um bitterness and whatever and then i took solace in god now i know when this comes back again i can skip the whole first part right and i can go to god and if i see those patterns in you i can hopefully encourage you to skip the first part right say look been there this is what doesn't work right um and i and i love i love that's why Christ, christendom needs community mm -hmm. Absolutely. you know um so i don't know why this song is reminding me of this but i was just talking with my husband last night about william wilberforce oh yes so um you might have to give a little bit of backstory not everybody will know who william Wil right. wilberforce is but so William Wilberforce was a um, abolitionist in London. An abolitionist is a person who um, fights against slavery. So um, he uh, he grew up in a, like a wealthy family, um, and kind of just got sick of the whole thing, right? Just the whole pomp and circumstance and high society life and he just kind of got really he saw corruption he saw all this stuff and he just kind of and one day um god really really laid on his heart the the plight of slaves in london um well really slaves in general and he just saw how people were getting rich on the back of other human beings um families being torn apart you know these people made in the image of God being treated like property and just, and it, and it broke him, right? He was, he got so bitter. He wanted to leave society altogether and become a monk. That was his, he said, it's just, I'm not going to partake in it. I'm giving up a lot of my privilege. I'm not going to be a part of this system anymore. I refuse to be in a household that has slaves, right? I'm, I'm over it. I'm just going to go live in the woods. We can find a monastery. Right? Because he just was so broken over this. And God really told him, yeah, no, that's not what's going to happen. Um, I need you in the in the midst of it. I need you 
to go to parliament and fight for for my truth right and he was mocked he was beaten he was you know pretty much made out to be a crazy man and i i don't know if you have your google how long how long did he fight for it was something like years 30 years something like that um i'm i'm trying to read quickly the details yeah. but um there's a lot of years yeah i'm it was a lot it was most of his life and he would always go at the same right he'd go and he put in a petition and they'd mock him and laugh at him and throw stuff at him and you know but he, he didn't give up right um and actually i think when they abolished slavery he like died like a month later no three days three days later yeah three, three days, days after later, hearing he that the passage of the act came through yeah he died but it was his life's mission but you know but i'm just thinking about that thing when in his early life when he he saw this problem but he thought it's too big everybody's prospering the wicked are just prospering um no one seems to care you know these people are dying these people are being treated mistreated this way um and no one cares and it's just too big of a burden for me you know and but he sought wise counsel actually um there's um in in the guise of, of the the preacher who wrote amazing grace actually who used to be a slave trader mm -hmm. and the council said you know maybe god has put this on your hearts <laughs> so that you can do it with him you know mm -hmm. um, because god is with us right and he guides us into glory you know and sometimes i think we just want to run away and um hide from from the evils of the world and that's a fair point because it's so big so many injustices, um, you know, human trafficking or um, racism or um, economic disparity or uh, problems in education or healthcare or whatever, right? None of those yeah. things are perfect. And sometimes they seem so big. Yeah. But God, but, but what he's saying is go to counseling God. He will tell us what, what to do in that area, right? Now, maybe you'll become the next William Wilberforce for whatever. Maybe you won't. I don't know. But I do know that as Christians, our, our influence spreads much further than we think. A lot by just our peace in the midst of hard times. I think is one of our biggest witnesses we have. Absolutely. To say, yeah, this situation really crappy and i don't have the answer right but i take counsel in god and i try to follow what he says mm -hmm. yep. because surely god is good to yeah. israel and those to those who are pure in heart mm -hmm. and to be honest to say you know this this psalmist says my foot had almost slipped I had nearly lost mm -hmm. my foothold. I almost failed, right? Um, and even if yes. we do fail, we have we have a Messiah in Jesus who just loves us, um, loves us through our failures, loves us in spite of or despite of our failures. Um, and we know that even in the midst of the biggest 
trials or sorrows or disappointments that we have a perspective that is beyond the circumstances of now. Mm -hmm. And so while we can maybe look at the, those around us, those in the world and say, how are they doing so well when our lives are so hard? And I think we see that in social media and forget that social media is curated. Yeah. It's not real. It's not real. Not in, not entirely. Um, you know, we don't always know what's beneath the surface. I think of that when, uh, when I think back to Jude, love the book of Jude, very short, short book, right before revelation at the very end of the Bible. And in it, uh, he mentions, and in fact, in the NIV translation, that's not even translated this way, but the Greek talks about hidden reefs, mm -hmm. uh, things that are below the surface of the water that could actually shipwreck you because you don't know that they're there. And I would say in our own lives, we have things that are hidden beneath the surface that we don't show other people. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that God already knows what those hidden places are. But what ends up happening for, for this purposes of Psalm 73 is that we look across the surface of other people's lives, their lakes, as it were, and see, oh, it's smooth sailing. It's it's smooth waters. It's all good. I don't. They have nothing nothing wrong in their lives. And what we don't understand is that below the surface, right. there are rocks and reefs and tumult and and hidden things that they don't necessarily. People don't always share these things with the world. Mm -hmm. um, but then, if you think about in the context of a community of believers, when people have shared those hidden things with us, how important it is to hold those as precious. Mm. And to understand a little bit better someone's past and someone's backstory so that we can maybe see they come from a way more difficult place than I did. Or maybe maybe saying, because uh, you know, I think of when we think of growth in Christ, a lot of times you don't realize that people start at different places, right? Right. Um, you know, if you think even just like a bank account, if your bank account started at zero, you'd be pretty happy when that bank account got to a thousand dollars, right? But if you right. started at nine hundred and fifty dollars, you wouldn't think it was so much of a big deal when you got to a thousand, right? Same thing can happen in our spiritual walk or our emotional health or fill in the blank where we don't all start at the same place. We don't all have the same hidden reefs in our lives that have kind of shaped us and molded us into who we are today. We all come from different places. And so we can't necessarily make evaluations based on, on what we see in the, in the outside. We, what we see as a quote unquote result Mm -hmm. because we all, again, start from different places. Yeah, that's so good to remember. Um, just grace, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think as Christians, whenever we start to look at, but what about them? Yeah. With anybody. And we turn the focus off of of um 
our growth in Christ, I think that's when we start to get stinted and bitter and, you know. Yeah. Um, because we don't know. We don't know where people are at um, unless we ask them. And then listen to the answer. And then listen. But I love your analogy of just being gentle with, with people. Like, I don't want to be a swine. Right. And we think about that context so much of be careful with, with who I'm trusting with information. Right. But am I trustworthy? And not that I'm not going to gossip, you know, but am I going to be quick to judgment or am I going to um, try to offer a solution that um, isn't helpful or a blanket solution for everybody or even worse um, offer them something that ends up making me look good because I was the one who offered it or whatever. Um, yeah, that's fine behavior, which we don't want. Mm -hmm. And, um, and takes all, you know, and, and I think one of these, this thing is, um, my, my, maybe this is my final thoughts on it. I don't know. But, okay, um, that, that works. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, I lost it. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, my final thoughts. Uh, okay, no, we were talking about being trustworthy. Talking um, about not being swine. Right. No. Where did it go? Oh, yeah. um, yes. We can't control other people. Yes. There is a lot in this world, a lot of systems in which we live, right? There's a lot of things out of your control. Uh, you know, we live in the United States. Um, neither one of us are embedded in politics. Uh, there are a lot of decisions made for us that we have no control over. A lot of where our money is sent for taxes, we don't have any control over. The things that um, people in power do, we don't, we just live with the aftermath. We don't have a say in, right? Right. Um, you know, even things in, in our church, you know, in the denomination, there's things we don't have control over, right? Right. Um, for good or bad. Right. But we do have control over our trust in God. Correct. And to say, do we think he is bigger than this? Right. Can we trust him um, when the world seems to be making some really questionable choices? <laughs> and the answer is we can. We can. And it doesn't mean... We turn a blind eye to it. It doesn't mean we go run off into the monastery or whatever, unless the Lord's calling you that way. And then the Lord bless you and keep you. Um, you know, uh, we don't um, begin to look at the other person as our enemy because we know who our enemy is. That brings in earlier talks. Right. Because people who are lost are not our enemy. Right. Nobody's wrong on purpose. 99% of the people you meet are really just like you and have chosen thought processes that they think is in their best interests mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. Yep. And, um, and they're not your enemy. Right. Um, but we can trust in God uh, to see us through these, these times. And he is, I mean, that's not a, a cliche. He, he will see it through. He knows the end result, right? He, he knows. Correct. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you got it too. Good stuff. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good conversation. Yeah. Um, Psalm 73, friends, please read through it. Look at it. Check it out in a couple different uh, translations too. It's kind of interesting to read different things. Um, as for us, it's good to be near God, right? We have made the sovereign Lord our refuge. He is our refuge. He's your refuge. He can be that place of safety for you, that place of comfort and peace for you. Lean into him for that. And then the the adage of, I will tell of your deeds. Mm-hmm. We got to share the story. So, all right, friend. It's been fun. Always. And just so you know, we're, we're planning on doing First John in the next couple of episodes. First John is the shorter book, but it's not you know, not as short as some. Five not chapters. As short as second John. True. Or third John. Or third John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, if you guys want to dive into reading that before you hear what we have to say on it. So, um, at any rate, we're going to close up shop. Thank you for the comments that have come through. And anybody else has anything to say, we're always open to, uh, to conversation about that. And remember, God blesses us. Why? We can be a blessing to others. Amen. All right, friends. We'll catch you guys next time.